Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome everybody to the 17th episode of Lazio Lounge. I'm Vittorio Campanile. Today we are changing a little bit of tactics, you know, like Simone and Zaghi like to do. We are trying a trio. With me, there's Alasdair McKenzie, the Lazio Braveheart, who comes back after a busy weekend. Hello, Alasdair. How are you? Yeah, very well. Um, very, very relieved after... Another another game that's not not doing much for our health, you know. I think the stress levels are a bit sky high this season so far. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good one to come back for. I I was gutted to be honest that I missed last week after um, after what happened against Milan. But uh, obviously, it's it's a good thing for Lazio when I'm not around. So um, yeah, less stressful last week against Milan. This week uh, that happens against Genoa, but broken the curse. So very happy. And I'm really happy to have back Federico Farcomeni, who joined me uh, when you were busy in the, in the past. Uh, so we are trying this new trio. I'm very happy. And uh, guys at home, tell us what you think. And hello, Federico. Welcome. Hi, Vittorio. Hi, Anna's there. Hi, everyone. Very happy as well, of course. <laughs> Especially very intense, this, this very point. intense week. Very intense week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about Europe League as well. But let's start with the match just finished against Genoa. Uh, what's your impression of the match? What's your thought about this Lazio? Let's start with Alice there. Uh, well, um, to, to be honest, I think the, the same kind of themes keep cropping up every week. And it's to, to start off with, I think it's worth saying that this is a really, really important win because it's it's been seven years since Lazio have gone to the Marassi and managed to come back with three points from a game against Genoa. So even uh, despite the position Genoa in on the table and, and the pressure um, on Juric at the moment, uh, it's still a very significant um, game to actually be able to go there and win. Um, the... Negative things I'm sure we'll come around to are clearly the, the goals that were conceded, which are um, both incredibly avoidable. But again, it's the same thing. You know, it's the third 3-2 win of the season, but it's it was a similar game, albeit against very opposition, uh, than in the Super Cup, I thought, where Lazio showed great spirit in order to actually mount the comeback. Um, they did drop off after going 1-0 up, which I found a bit disappointing, but... Uh, the substitutions Inzaghi made, again, the same substitutions, but they really made an impact straight off the bench. Lukaku really should have scored, but uh, it's it's a game that Lazio could have won a lot more comfortably than they did in the end, but a very good three points. So I think we just have to be you know, very happy that we got there um, and, and look on to the next one. Federico, what's your thought about the match? 
Yeah, honestly, honestly, guys, I, I don't know where to start. Because um, <laughs> <okay>, uh, <laughs> Alistair, <laughs> Alistair was mentioning the April 2010. Uh, I was there. I was there. And uh, in the press box, uh, we actually didn't. It was a completely different context because basically we needed the points because we needed to avoid relegation. Uh, and and uh, that day in the cross-rival uh Matches Sampdoria won at Roma and they denied the 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 Scudetto to them and uh, the taxi driver driving us to to the station was a Sampdoria fan as well so it was quite a an omen but um, uh, it was a completely different context tonight of course and uh, also I'm so excited because Lazio uh, had not started in such a way since 99 2000 when we won the league so basically they were not. Uh, you know, they didn't manage to stay unbeaten in the first four match days of the season uh, as they did tonight. So that's quite impressive. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the the depth is not the same. Uh, you know, uh, from the bench, players are completely different. But uh, it's it's a good thing. And and also, um, Alasdair was mentioning you know going behind at uh, Vitesse in 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 the Netherlands. But um, um, actually, in this area. Um, Lazio is the only team who have never gone behind in the league. Uh, so out of 20 teams, Lazio is the only one. We've never been behind in the league. I mean, yes, they, they scored, you know, they, they drew, uh, but we, we were never behind in, in the scoreline. And uh, that's quite impressive also, obviously. Immobile is, is, is incredible. Uh, today, this was this 100th uh, game, you know, as a starter in the starting 11 in Serie A. And, uh, you know, with six goals, one assists in the last, um, you know, uh, in the last three games in the league. It's, it's crazy, you know. Um, this week I watched the Vitesse game at the Abbey Pub in Rome in the city center uh, with other friends. And I said, you know, I, I had not felt like this for a striker since Giuseppe Signori. And, uh, and it's happening again. And tonight it's happening again. And it's, it's, it's incredible. I, I want to point... Uh that the biggest thing for me of this season of Lazio is they don't give up. Uh, I, I said it in the podcast, after Dybala scored and they draw, I thought, okay, this is over. Uh, and it happened against, you know, like, even against Vitesse when they scored on, on, yeah. on Thursday, I thought, okay, this is finished. And again, today, after the second goal of Genoa, I said, okay, this is finished as usual. Uh, we know how it's going to end. Instead, all the time, the players don't give up. They keep playing and at the end they win. So there's something, the attitude of the team that is completely changed. Uh, I don't know if it's credit to Simone Inzaghi, if the players are more mature, they know better uh, how good they are, etc. But this is something completely different from, uh, from uh, the other years. Um, Lazio should have won, I think. They should have closed the match in the first half. They had more chances to score a second goal, a third goal. Uh, they didn't... I, I thought, I thought, and I don't know if you agree, that they thought the match was over as soon as Basto scored. And they, they just tried to keep possession of the ball, but not with the same, uh, you know, willing to score again that, that you should have every time in Serie A. So, uh, they are obviously... Good, good things, like uh, they never give up, but some mistakes that uh, Lazio keep doing. And this is something uh, we have to work, especially if you want to compete for the Champions League spot. 
I, th- I think something from tonight that was quite nice to see in a way was the fact that it was Santiago Gentiletti who, who <laughs> basically gifted us a win. And I don't mean that just from uh, in terms of it being quite funny. I did say on Twitter earlier that it was the best thing he's ever done for Lazio, which is probably a bit, a bit unkind to him. But uh, but the, it, do, it does kind of highlight the fact that that's the kind of mistake and the kind of player we were dealing with that was causing us to lose these sorts of games or or only get a draw in these sorts of games in the last two or three seasons. Um, whereas the team we have now, even when we were uh, when we go 3-2 up tonight, in previous seasons you would worry for a, a Mauricio or a Gentiletti or a, a Wesley Hood mm-hmm. or someone mm-hmm. to make those kind of mistakes. But tonight, once we were 3-2 up, uh, I didn't really feel too much concern uh, that we were going to actually manage to throw it away again. Um, having said that, Strakosha did still have to make a very good save, but but it is worth remembering that despite it being a very close game against a, a team very far down the league, Lazio created a lot of chances tonight. They scored three goals, and the goals that Genoa scored, like I said before, the first one particularly, I mean, it's it bounces off. It takes two deflections in order to go in, which is it, it is just really unlucky. And I know you make your own luck and the rest of it, but it, it, Strakosha could have saved the second one as well. Um, and Lucas Leva, uh, I think, was pretty poor with the second goal too, which is another discussion, I suppose, as to whether he should be in a back three, but I think he's going to have to be because we don't have anyone else to really fill in there. But uh, but I totally agree with what you've said about the character. And in terms of uh, what you were saying, Vittorio, about who, who should be given credit for that, I think it has to, it has to be Nzagi because it's, that's a change that we've seen since he's come in. And yes, it might not just be him who's responsible for that, but it's him and the, uh, the team around him and the atmosphere that's, that's clearly being created within that dressing room despite... Uh, despite all the upheaval, the uh, Keita situation over the summer, losing uh, Lucas Bailey, who's the captain, there's been so much change and so much uncertainty around that team for the last few months. And he's still managed to keep together this great team spirit that's, that they've managed to get these results from the very start of the season. They're still managing to do it now, which is the most encouraging thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And... Uh... I was rewatching the match and a little bit, and how Luis Alberto have changed this year is simply unbelievable. He's another player. He's making the difference. And uh, yeah, in the second half, he was probably very tired, but let's not forget that he played every minute of every match Lazio played this season. So uh, I think this is something that we should uh, think about. And the problem is that Wednesday there's another big, big match against Napoli. So there's a lot of question marks for next week, but let's keep talking about Genoa. Uh, mm-hmm. What's yeah. the play of the match? Yeah, can, I tell, can I tell you something about um, uh, Simone Inzaghi, by the way? Because uh, I think, you know, it, it keeps, also this keeps happening. You know, I was mentioning Immobile before and... Uh, is something that is starting to be, you know, recurrent somehow. And um, I think there is another thing, you know, whenever we watch the games, I don't know if you feel the same, guys, about this, but, uh, uh, you know, whatever we think from the sofa or from the stadium, it just happens, becomes true. You know, whatever is, it it might be a change, you know, because that's the simplest thing 
that might happen, and then Inzaghi makes it happen. But it's, it's something stupid, you know, like uh, in Holland, it was, you know, we were exhausted. We were exhausted with Lukaku. It was like having a terrible game because, you know, Rashika, that guy on the, on the right wing, was, you know, like giving him nightmares. And, you know, at the umpteenth time that, you know, he was going forward and Lukaku couldn't, like, contain him, then we said, come on, let's, let's finish with this. Stop with Lukaku. And, like, five seconds later, he was off. Um, because, you know, I think Inzaghi's got the right humbleness as well to think when is the right moment to switch. And even if that was his original choice, he's humble enough to say, OK, we can change this. It's not a problem. And not, you know, I, it, he's not really uh, proud to defend his choices, whatever happens. You know, he's, he's humble enough to change when is the moment to change. And as Salazar was mentioning, it was incredible. It would have been a record because, you know, when Lukaku and Marusic, they came on, Marusic gave him the assist and, and Lukaku was about to score. And it was probably how many seconds after that? It was probably 10 seconds after the change. It was, you know, so um, bang on. You know, it was, it, was, it was about to happen. But, you know, it's, it's enormous credit to, to Inzaghi, I think. Genoa must have been prepared for that, though. I mean, he, he's made that change every single, well, with the exception of Milan, I think, every single league, league match this season, he's brought in Marisic and Lukaku on the hour mark. So it's, I find it surprising to see them come on and make such an immediate impact because you, you if you've done your homework, you should know what they're going to mm. bring. And immediately they're attacking and trying to get him down the sides. And, you know, the the great thing they've been doing so far this season is you know, with mixed success, I would say so far, but is attacking that uh, the actual the touch line, the goal line, and taking it very deep and cutting those balls back across. And like I said before, Lukaku really should have scored from doing that. But that was a, a real kind of um, you know it offers Lazio something completely different. The the, the kind of one change I, I was surprised to see Inzaghi make was when he took off Stefan de Vrij to to. Um, uh, pull Luis Alberto uh, into a deeper role and I suppose you might say he's the only player who who then could drop into that position but I thought Alberto was like, he didn't have his best game tonight but he he was one of the more proactive players in the midfield I felt and he he was kind of more direct and causing problems and trying to actually create um, whereas Murja for example was getting himself into good positions but it, it wasn't Murja's night tonight and uh, he wasn't really managing to keep hold of the ball and he was giving it away a lot So uh, I, I, th- I thought uh, De Vrij came out because there's Napoli Wednesday and he was he played Thursday he played on Sunday etc he needed a rest as well so uh, unfortunately uh, the only option there was to uh, put Lucas Leva in his position. I think we all agree that uh, uh, Felipe Luis, or how he calls himself, is not ready to, to play at this level. So uh, uh, we said that the problem with Lazio is probably uh, the players in, in defence, they're not enough for this level. And talking about Lukaku, I think that he can be a game changer, especially when he entered at that time. You know, 65 minutes, probably the, 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 the opposite team is quite tired. And even though you know how Lukaku play, it's still you have to run and be physical. And at that time of the, of the match, probably you're already tired and you don't have the strength enough uh, to, to, to defend on Lukaku. 
Uh, I wanted to say that Marusic finally played a, a nice match. Uh, I loved Marusic uh, in the friendly, especially against Bayer Leverkusen. But uh, in Serie A, he didn't. He never played well. Tonight, first, probably is the first match where we saw Marusic playing at his level. Uh, not only he attacked well, but he defended well. Uh, so maybe this is uh, the match that changed everything for Marusic, and he could be really, really mm. useful. Yeah, especially I, I liked I liked um, when he was closing down on on Tarapt. I think it was ninety uh, third, ninety fourth minutes. Um, so yeah, he showed he showed to have some stamina as well, commitment, focus at the right time at the right moment. It's true. It's, it's, it's true. It could be a turning point. I, th- I think there's no doubting that he's a very talented player going forward, but it's, it's his defensive work that perhaps is what, what needs more work done on it. Um, and that's probably the thing that's going to keep Basta in the team for now is until Inzaghi trusts him to be someone who can defend properly. And yeah, like Federico said, I think he did. You, you saw an improvement on that tonight, whereas in the Vitesse game, on Thursday, I thought defensively he was he was quite poor in that game, and there were a couple of the goals that he he really should have done better with. Um, but you know that's what you get when you've got. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A utility player, a guy who can play up as a winger and back in defense is that. I, I suppose he's, he's going to be effective in a lot of positions, but perhaps not uh, an out-and-out defender. I don't know. I think he's a little bit of a player like Lulic. He can evolve and he can improve and defend a little bit better. But it's good that finally he's showing something on the field when he comes in. Uh, he can be very useful for Lazio. We already said that there are not many solutions now on the bench and having Marusic and Lukaku coming in and showing that they can make the difference is really, really important for us, I think. There's a uh, question I wanted to bring up here, um, which is from Tom Sheldrick, who's, who said Lukaku again, uh, saying, shall we keep him higher up the pitch? Um, I suppose within the, within the system, the left wing back's the only real role for him, but for example, if Inzaghi does end up refer, um, reverting to four-three-three or something, can you can you guys see Lukaku being used in say a, a front three for the attacking abilities he has? Hmm. No, I don't think so. He needs more space, so uh, I don't see him able to play that high. 
I think in the four three three he still can play with a in the four defense defender, but I don't see him like a left wing etc. I think he need more space to uh, to to run etc. But Inzaghi is a it's a very good coach. He already changed position to a couple of players, so I wouldn't be surprised of nothing. I think that's the ideal role for him, to be honest, because I think um, his 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 defensive um, abilities aren't brilliant. I, I think so. Within that that role, he gets the space that you're talking about, Vittorio, to attack um, without having a defender, you know, who's who's given the task of marking him. But then he's also got that much more cover uh, defensively that if he is getting up the pitch, he's not going to leave a huge gap behind him. So I think that's the position where he's probably going to be most effective. Um, and, you know, like we said many episodes ago, I'm really kind of backing him to be one of Lazio's breakout players this season. Once he, um, once he manages to get a good run of games, I think uh, I can see him eventually getting into the team. The problem he's got, I suppose, is that he's trying to get in in front of the club captain, which is going to take, you know, a few very good performances from the bench before he manages to do that. Federico, what's your impression? About what? About Lukaku playing there? Yeah. It's it's difficult to say. I think, yes, he he probably needs more space. I I can't see him going in the 4-3-3, to be honest. But you never know. Um, You know, it might be... But it's probably not time to experiment too much now because, you know... uh, we already have, you know, few benchmarks, so perhaps it's better to stick with them and uh, just just wait. But it could be, yeah, it could be another weapon, another tool as the season, you know, moves on, as the season goes forward. You know, com- considering we don't have many backup options, you know, it's, it probably Simone, as, as you said, he needs to get his, you know, backup options from the players he's got already, anyway, and and that that could be a that could be an interesting option. Yeah, why not? But at the moment, I can I can't see him uh, perform in that position, to be honest. There, there's a few uh, players who who we've had guys asking us um, to to talk about tonight, so I was wanting to try and get through a few of these. Um, the first one Federico will be delighted about, uh, which is Alessandro <laughs> Murgia. Um, your favourite man, Christopher Why Thomas. Me? <laughs> <laughs> um, Christopher Thomas says, how about a little chat on Murgia? Late goal against Juve, later goal at Vitesse. Do you think he can keep this up through throughout the season? Yeah, actually was surprised he didn't score the 3-2 tonight. Because <laughs> as a... As Immobile, you probably watched that the uh, Immobile video uh, he filmed. I think it was on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, filming Murgia, say. But you will just score three, two goals or, <laughs> or also something else. <laughs> so it was quite funny. But, um, yeah, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a great, great, great player, great addition. And um, probably, probably ran out of gas at some stage. But uh, as Alistair said, uh, Simone is, you know, Inzaghi keeps, you know, sending Lukaku in exactly around that time of second half. So in that case, he probably thought, you know, we needed to give more uh, breathing space to Murgia and he needed more uh, pace uh, on the flanks. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it keeps, you know, it just keeps growing and uh, he's doing fine. You know, last season, to be honest, I never thought 
it could happen so fast, to be honest. But, you know, Inzaghi's been with him for some time now, uh, since the academy, so he knows what he can give. He knows, perfectly knows uh, his personality. Inzaghi wants to see if his personality is there. And I think, you know, he's showed it in abundance at this at the beginning of this season already. So it's uh, he's doing really, really, really well. Yeah, I think uh, he's going to be really useful. Uh, at the beginning, probably, the Gennaro was the the first sub in the central midfield, while now I think we all agree that it's, it's Murcia if someone has to come in. And Murcia can play in, I think, all three positions there. Uh, he's not a playmaker, but eventually he can play in that position. But he's completely, he's a great player. Uh, he has pace, he has skill, and sometimes he looks like a striker because he's always there in the right position at the right moment. So he can be really, really useful. Uh, again, I think he was really tired in the second half. Uh, and it's good to see that Inzaghi, even if he trusts a player like Murja, it's not blind to keep him there in the, in the pitch even if he hasn't got enough. Now, the, the concern I have is, well, Murja is probably the player... Who, who played less this season and he was already tired. Um, so that was a little bit worrying. It's true that he runs a lot, so maybe that's a fact. But I was a little bit surprised that he was the, the most tired player in the, in the pitch for Lazio. Mm. Um, I, I think uh, he, he had a big opportunity tonight because he kind of needed something like a parole suspension to be in order to be given that opportunity. And, you know, mm. pe- people have asked us before, um, why, why is Morgia not getting in the team? You know, he scored this winning goal against Juventus. What more does he need to do? And tonight was a big opportunity for him. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't think he necessarily took it as any, I don't, he didn't have the same sort of impact, but I think also that's a good reflection on how good Parole has been this season. I think he's quite an unsung hero for Lazio and he doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, hit the headlights or get the same acclaim as the rest of these midfielders, but Parole has been a really um, impressive uh, performer for Lazio so far this season. Um, and I think in a night like tonight, perhaps you, you, you can see that a bit more in terms of the work rate he puts in at both ends of the pitch. Um, whereas a player like Moja, he's, he's very keen to get forward, but I don't think he quite has the same um, desire in a, to get back and do his defensive work. Um, mm. Hopefully that comes with time. Um, the ne- next player I wanted to bring up was Felipe Caicedo, actually, because mm. we've, had, uh, we've had questions about him. Uh, I suppose we can bring in the uh, discussion of the uh, Vitesse game as well at this point, but uh, Ibrahim Albetti saying uh, that he saw Caicedo playing well in the Europa League and asking what we think about him. Um, he says, don't forget he assisted Giro's goal. Well, I'm not going to forget because Vittorio went and made a, a delightful gif of that goal. <laughs> you loved it, eh? Oh, it was great. I, the, the, the one thing you did wrong is I think the reverse angle of that goal is even better. <laughs> as uh, absolutely beautiful. Um, so, well, what do you what do you guys think, Felipe Caicedo, from what you've seen so far? I've been quite critical up until now, so I'll let you go first. <laughs> well, if I may, um, 
I mean, at Vitesse, I would have given him, you know, seven, seven out of ten, to be honest, because, you know, uh, I, I kind of uh, was surprised because of his attitude and uh, because of his work rate, although uh, we can see that his movement, uh, you know, his coordination, let's say, is, is uh, very, very slow. I mean, there was a chance, for instance, in the first half, he, he, you know, he should have probably gone for the shoot first but then he waited for the bounce and then shot and you know he just missed the moment he just felt he missed the moment but then you know as you said he probably made up for it with that assist but you probably don't expect many goals from him especially because he's probably the typical uh, forward who tends to uh, you know drag out the opposition defenders and try to you know uh, make the other players run into the box or, you know, probably try to find an assist. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, you probably you probably want him to score a bit more because he's a striker, obviously. Uh, and because in the in the South American qualifiers is uh, is second behind Cavani. But then uh, the other day, just two days ago, he said, I'm retiring from Ecuador. Then I don't know if he's going to if he's going back or not. He's probably, you know, he was probably being hypercritical with the with the choice of sacking the uh, the coach, and also because, you know, looking at the standings, I think Ecuador they still have a good chance to reach uh, Russia next summer, so it will be stupid to to give up now. But at the same time, you know, if that's that's the truth, then you know we can focus on on Lazio. Although <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to happen because you know at the same time, World Cup might be you know an incentive um, to. To, to keep going but uh, this said you know uh, I was very critical because you know because of the sinning in the summer but he's probably trying to prove me wrong <laughs> and I think he's, he's, he's done quite alright so far and uh, tonight also it wasn't it wasn't bad I mean, you know his, his attitude wasn't bad when he when he came on I think we all <clears throat> we all think the same thing about Caicedo uh, I was saying this summer that Lazio needed a physical player, a physical striker near Immobile. Uh, I was hoping that Zapata could be that player because he already has experience in Serie A. Instead, Tare went to buy Casedo. But uh, except the, the first match against Spal, where he pretty much didn't do nothing, uh, I was impressed with him uh, last Thursday. I, I thought he played really, really well. Uh, Probably he plays better near Immobile and not uh, on his own like in the first mm. half uh, with Vitesse. But the thing that surprised me a little bit is how good uh, the two play football together. Uh, you know, they, they, they had 45 minutes or less against Vitesse, but they will, it, it was looking like they played together forever. And that's very good. Uh, even tonight... Uh, Immobile put a lovely ball to Casado, and I thought he scored. Uh, the ball went wide just a little bit, but yeah, I'm 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 surprised. I'm pleased of his performance for the moment. My question is: Will <clears throat> this performance push Inzaghi to play three-five-two, or will we still play three-five-one-one? Because I got the impression that Lazio is much more dangerous when they play with two strikers and possible, if possible, with uh, Luis Alberto behind, I think that is the best solution for Lazio at the moment. I, I find that um, 
unlikely that Caicedo will go into the starting lineup for for the Napoli game, for example, because the well, mostly because of the success that that we've had so far with the kind of three four two one system that, that he's been using. Um, I yeah, I, I agree with more, more or less everything that's been said. I think he's like I, when I think after the first week, I, I said in here that he's. You know, he, he does offer that physical presence and he does something that uh, the rest of the Lazio squad can't really do, which is, you know, winning winning nod-ons on the, in the air and holding the ball up well. And even that Europa League goal, you know, it was just a case of him managing to uh, to kind of occupy defenders. Um, and, you know, if Immobile gets, uh, you know, Immobile is quite often very isolated in the role he, he plays, so... It's quite useful to have that that option, but for me, I don't think it's going to be it's going to be something we'll see from the start, not not this soon. Um, which, to be, to be honest, this brings in another question quite nicely because Sean McIntosh wanted to ask us what lineup gives us the best chance against Napoli, um, as well as as well as predictions for that match. But we we can, we can leave that for now. But. Uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, Napoli, is, that's a huge challenge. When you look at, I mean, obviously it was just Benevento, but they scored six goals this weekend. They've got a brilliant attack. And I, I can't really see anything happening other than Inzaghi picking the same team, um, with the one exception of, of Parolo coming back in from Morgia. Um, I'd be quite surprised to see anything else change there. I don't know about you. Federico, you want to go? Yeah, um, I was I was watching, I was looking at the uh, Napoli lineup today, and uh, <laughs> obviously there's no no many changes one would expect because you know they they're probably going to play with more or less the same players, uh, but they have the luxury of you know having Milik on the bench, he hasn't come on, um, Maximovic, Zelinski, none of these really they didn't play today. Um, you know, Jacarini, uh, Rog, Unas, they came on from the bench. But yes, uh, obviously they have a very strong, you know, starting eleven, and, and I don't see many changes. But what I want to avoid, regardless of the uh, of the lineup, because you know I trust uh, I trust Mr. Inzaghi. It's um, you know avoid what we did last season when you know we won the derby. And we Lazio felt, you know, they were happy. They were, uh, you know, the, the season was was fantastic already. And then we lost three 0 at home, and it, it was, you know, a game which we probably we didn't really want to win because, you know, uh, we knew the Champions League was a was a shot too far for for Lazio, and they knew it. The players knew it as well. So Napoli, we just let Napoli go for the challenge because in that very moment we we could have you know we could have challenged for the for the third spot but then that was a game where you know everything just crumbled down eventually but you know uh, in this case I'd like to see uh, more commitment from the players also I think is uh, regardless Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess Aha in my dentist's office More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of the lineup. Um, <laughs> it's very interesting in terms of atmosphere because, you know, 
Napoli Ultras, uh, they have not been admitted at the Stadio Olimpico since 2001, and apparently they'll be back on Wednesday. So after 16 years, it might be it might be for a special atmosphere for the for the occasion. Although I quite like to remember also that semi-final we played when it was Pioli v Benitez under the rain. It was a very intense game. I think it was 1-1. Uh, so you know we we had. Quite quite interesting Napoli, you know, quite interesting games against Napoli recently. Of course, not to forget the famous two four uh, in Naples, but uh, yeah, let, let's see how how it comes out. I think at the moment there are not many options for Simone Inzaghi with Felipe Anderson and Nani out, and uh, of course Wallace out uh, against a big team. Simone Inzaghi hasn't got a lot of options, so. Probably it's going to be uh, the team we saw today with Parol in place of Murcia. The most important thing is, though, how Lazio will play because we saw that this team is able to, to change a lot. You can play with the same 11. You can play 3-1-4-2 uh, with Lucas Leva behind the, the midfielder. You can play with Lu- Luis Alberto near Ciro Immobile with Luis Alberto and Milinkovic near Ciro Immobile. So the tactic can be really different. Uh, but I think the 11 players will be that, uh, will be the players we, we all expect to be. Uh, this is a problem because at the moment there are not enough players at, at the same level to, that can play. Uh, it's going to be interesting when Nani and Felipe Anderson will come back. But uh, I think... This is going to be the starting eleven. The biggest question is how they are going to be because Luis Alberto, for me, was really tired today, but even Milinkovic didn't play that well. De Vraya thought he came out because he needed to rest. So will they recover for Wednesday? That's the biggest question. In, in terms of predictions for this game, uh, I, I don't think you can look past a 3-2 Lazio win, can you? Why not? Uh, uh, Just um, just to go back a a second, um, there's another question that's come in um, about the Europa League, which was about the um, uh, if we're behind the tactics of uh, giving reserves a chance in the Europa League to rest guys for Serie A, or do we think that Lazio should go all out to win it? Um, Vittorio just uh, we something we spoke about briefly was the fact that the squad's just not going to be big enough to to be able to do both. And in terms of Lazio, if if they have um, you know ambitions of qualifying for the Champions League, you probably have to sacrifice the Europa League ambitions in order to achieve that with this team. So I I don't think Inzaghi really has a choice but to to recycle his team and it's not his fault that the B team I, I hope that the B team improve from what we saw against Vitesse and I expect they will because you know he made seven changes and you can't expect that team to gel immediately given that they hadn't played together before um, but I, 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 I think for now I'm, I'm quite happy to see Inzaghi do that in the group stages as long as it's enough to get through and then after Christmas, mm. for the January transfer market, when exactly. when we're in the knockout stages, at that stage you can kind of reassess what your objectives are, see where you are in, in, in Serie A, 
and that's the time to really make a call on on what you think you should be uh, you know putting more uh, placing more importance on mm-hmm. yeah can I say I, I agree completely also for the, from the game at uh, Vitesse on, on Thursday the, the only the only player I didn't really like was um, Luis Felipe uh, and I'm, I'm I'm sad to say that because you know it's uh, it's supposed to be a promising you know youngster and uh, he was cutting his teeth as at Salernitana uh, last season but uh, he was probably the only underwhelming player but the, the other one well obviously as you said also before uh, stupid goals we conceded exactly the same two goals uh, like tonight we conceded you know two goals on the on the first shots on target from from Genoa so it's uh, it's probably a lack of concentration they, as soon as the as soon as they lose a bit of focus and concentration it's uh, it's quite bad but yeah in terms of Europa League I'm told, I totally agree you know we need just enough to squeeze through and and uh, you know wait for January because you know if you count the games that then you need to qualify for the Champions League at that stage is less games in the Europa League rather than than in the league you know it's 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 uh, it's uh, how many games is nine games you know it's nine games if you want to win it Otherwise, if you want to focus on or your intention on the league is is more than that is is 19. So, so you need to make some choice at some stage because probably at some stage in the season you probably won't be able to to go for both. You probably have to choose. I mean, you know, Manchester United last season did this. So why can't Lazio do this? Not in terms of winning, but in terms of making a choice. You know, picking the competition you want to to go for you know man united said okay we go all out for europa league and they went and they dropped points in the league and they you know and that's what happened you know well, it was a risk but you know they eventually they made it i don't know if lazio is uh, equipped enough to run the risk but that's you know only going forward they, they they'll be able to to know that i think europa league can be even a good place where to test players uh, like Murja, he played very well in the Europe League. Uh, Luis Felipe can have some space there to prove that he's ready, he's improving. And uh, same thing, the other players like Casado that showed that he's fit enough to play. And uh, that could be an option. Uh, one of the things I was thinking in the last week is that uh, Lazio struggled, doesn't have five central uh, defenders, but then has Patrick and Creco that are the third choice on the wing. And I'm thinking, when are they going to play? Because if in Europe League is Marosic and Lukaku, for example, playing, then when are these two players going to have a chance? So maybe uh, we have too many options on the wings and not enough in other positions where are more, need, more needed. So maybe they're going to play more in Europe League. Mm. Yeah, which is a shame because, uh, in a way, because Patrick was one of the players who was surprisingly uh, good in pre-season, I thought. And um, But yeah, he's just he's, he's not, not going to find an awful lot of space. Um, the, the other player we've been asked about here is Bastos. Um who Ramiel Gendis said was very good today, but we keep conceding too many goals and it's very poor. But, but Bastos, I suppose, is, is an interesting one because he obviously scored tonight. thought he had a, bit, a very good game defensively as well. But then on Thursday, he came in for quite a lot of criticism. 
criticism for for the way he played against Vitesse. So, mm. how, how how do you guys rate Bastos? Do you do you, in terms of what we've got for now with um, with Wallace out injured? Do you think that do you have faith that he's you know a high high enough standard of defender that we can go to you know get get results against teams like Napoli? Mm. Well, to, to be honest with you, at uh, at Vitesse, uh, there were you know some moments in the game where I really felt he was doing well, and uh, and then you know drop of concentration or whatever, and then that happens. But uh, uh, you know, it gives me, it pains me to say, but sometimes it gives me more uh, reassurances than than Wallace. Although probably in the back of my mind there is the. Uh, Lazio v Roma from last season, and, and Wallace has grown enormously from from that game in November. So things have changed, but at the same time, you know, I feel it's really very solid. And and if Lazio, you know, before this week, this match day, Lazio was the, uh, the the team that had won that had won more aerial duels in Serie, a. and I think it was also, you know, we he played. He played some part in that, and uh, you know he can, he can still improve. But um, uh, I rate him. I rate him. You know, quite a quite a good player to be honest. But I'd like to see him as well with Wallace because you know the different different style, different characteristics. So I think they can they they can both play to be honest at the same time. I said it before. I was surprised to see Bastos playing so little last season. Every time he had the chance, he was playing really, really well. I remember the last two derbies, he was perfect. So I always wonder why Simon Inzaghi was giving more space to Wallace than to Bastos. And same thing happened this season. Have to be honest, I saw Wallace doing really well this year, much better than, than in the past. He was pretty much perfect. And uh, maybe that's why... Uh, Inzaghi gave more option to, to Wallace but I thought Basso was a good player uh, I was surprised honestly because Thursday he he made some mistakes let's be honest he wasn't perfect uh, he played well but yeah sometimes he got distracted I don't know if that's correct to say but he made some mistakes Thursday today again he played at his, his level he was perfect he scored a goal which is unusual for him, but uh, I thought he played a, a great match, and uh, uh, he's a good he, he's a good value for this team. And uh, I think we won't miss Wallace till Bassos will play. The problem is again now that there's uh, Wednesday Napoli and then Europe League again coming back. Uh, we don't have that many options in defense, and I'm not convinced that uh, like it happened this a- this afternoon. To, to put Lucas Leva playing in place of a, def- a central defender is the right option to do. Yeah, it was quite interesting seeing that um, for the first time this evening in terms of, um, like you said, probably just a, a precaution taking De Vrij off to keep him fit and so on. But the thing about Leva is he's, you know, talking about uh, Federico mentioning aerial duels there, Lucas Leva is not a guy you can imagine is going to win every ball in the air because he's just simply not a particularly big guy. Um, he's obviously a very calming presence, very experienced, and will have great anticipation. He can read the read the game very well. But then again, this evening the second goal, I don't think he did he did read that particularly well. So I think 
Lucas playing in defence for me has to be a kind of uh, worst case scenario rather than something we're relying on um, because it's just simply because it's not actually his position. I know he's been used there for Liverpool in the past, but it's he is a midfielder, so you don't want to be playing guys out of position, um, you know, once a week just because you don't have any other options. I think he's more important to this team as a midfielder than as a defender, but uh, I fear uh, Inzaghi's not really going to have m- many options, but to play him there and then that's a problem as well because Lucas is a player who whose fitness is going to be harder to, to keep at a top level so if he's having to step in and play in defence for, for Europe, Europa League games for example when he would normally be able to get a rest um, then the league form's probably going to suffer as well um, Yeah I don't think I don't think that's going to be an option for the Europe League. I still think that Inzaghi always give a chance to Luis Felipe or Perche when he gets fit, etc. Or maybe switch to a four-man defense so he won't need all those players there. And maybe, who knows, maybe he's going to try uh, Patrick, one of the three central defenders. Who knows, like... He did with Basta last year against Udinese. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I don't think Lucas Leiva at the moment can play uh, all those matches so a week. So I think Inzaghi knows it as well. well. I've just had another question in from Ibrahim Albetti. who's asking when we'll see Nani. So maybe Nani will come in and, and step into the defence. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, seriously, a concern for me is that once Nani is fully fit, where where do he put it? I did say I went on a bit of a rant about this a couple of weeks ago, but I, I really don't see where he, where he goes in this team apart from playing just off the striker. But yeah, yeah. Uh, at the moment, it, who's he going to? Whose place is he going to take? As Inzaghi can't really drop Milinkovic Savic or Luis Alberto at the moment from the way they've been playing. So I, I think that even once Nani's fit. That's going to be a very difficult decision yeah, it's, it's, for Inzaghi, isn't it? It's four players for one position, basically. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's true. I mean, as you said, probably the worst case scenario is wait for a game where the probably someone won't you know perform at their level, and then Inzaghi will change. You know, because as as you say, you know, as, as long as they keep playing at this level, it's uh, it's really impossible to drop them. To be honest, and uh, for instance, tonight I, I must say I like to see. Uh, you know, Milikovic Savic being so vocal uh, on the pitch, you know, in some in some stages of the game, because you know, it's it's I think it's really turning into a proper leader for this team, and uh, and also although he was quite tired at the end, but for instance, in stoppage time, at some stage, you know, stopped and controlled the game with you know controlled the ball with a such as lack attitude, but at the same time, you know, he was you know high head high held up high and, you know, stop control and pass. And, you know, it was like in stoppage time. And But, uh, you know, he kept, he kept, you know, really doing, you know, he keeps growing. And uh, it's just incredible. You can't really drop him at the moment. It's, it's impossible. Uh, you, you cannot drop him, but you'll have to eventually, especially if... Well, yeah, when he underperforms, yes. But I th- not I th- necessarily. Well, I think in Europe League it's good that he starts from the bench. And so that's where it's yeah, useful. Like yeah. You know, that's why that's when it's useful to have Nani and Felipe 
Anderson fit so they can play in their place. Same thing Luis Alberto. I mean, he was destroyed today, but he had to play Thursday. So uh, in, in the Europe League, you can play Nani and Felipe Anderson. And uh, at the same time, I think Inzaghi would be able to, to, to select who's more fit. So, you know, if in one month's time, uh, Felipe Anderson is in better, better condition than Luis Alberto, then he can make this choice. And maybe Luis Alberto can rest a little bit and play in Europe League. And same thing with Nani. Nani said that uh, he feels he can play in a 3-5-2 near Immobile as a second striker. So that could be a good option for full. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I think it's more a problem when you don't have players than the opposite when you have too many players. I think it's still good, uh, you know, having Nani, Felipe Anderson fit. You can even switch to a 4-3-3 and be even more dangerous, I think. So mm-hmm. I, I wish we had those problems in defense, honestly. <laughs> it's, it's crazy still for me that that there are two, such, two, two parts of the team, striker and central defense, where there are such problems with depth and yet we have these four really good attack, central attacking midfielders who are all competing for you know one or two places and uh, it's just it's poor recruitment for me I mean Nani like, like I said when he first came he's an experienced player and that's all fine and well but I, it, it kind of annoyed me to see Tari praising this as you know a mastermind move of his because that's not where we needed to be recruiting at the time and it was so clear. Um, bringing a striker, bringing a defender, and even when you've got your coach in Zaghi actually telling him and saying in press conferences we need to replace Wesley Hoot and it's still not done. I mean it's it's very frustrating. Um, I agree with you. It's, it's obviously very good to have good options, but it's it's crazy. It's 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 a strange imbalance, and I think Inzaghi's done well so far to find quite a good um, way of using that by by uh, you, having this three four two one system is a, a way of actually getting as many of these talented guys into the the same team as he can. Sorry, I, I was just. No, I was just noticing that Wesley Hood has played against Crystal Palace for 90 minutes, which uh, <laughs> quite surprised me because in the other in the other two games he just you know was just sitting on the bench. So I thought you know we went to Southampton to play and he, he hasn't played, but then uh, we played 90 minutes at Crystal Palace and they won. So it's uh, <laughs> it's good for him. <laughs> I, I was told, less I was for us, less for us, less yeah. for us, less for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think in January they have to get a, a defender if uh, Luis Felipe or, or Perche doesn't play or doesn't prove to be good for this level, I think they, they'll have to. Uh, Casares is not playing very well at the moment uh, with Verona, so I don't think he can be considered an option for the moment. But yeah, I think that's the, the most concerning point. 
Casedo can play in the place of Immobile. Yes, we have to see if Palombi can be uh, one of the options there. But I think the biggest problem now is in defense. Um, shall we talk about Napoli a little bit as we are playing this Wednesday? Uh, it, it looks a very difficult match. Uh, who can be the, the, the key player for you, for Lazio, to make the difference? I think we're we're looking at Tiro Immobile. Really, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's it's unbelievable the, the form this guy's in, and uh, actually the the commentators on the, the for the game tonight that brought out a great stat, which is that he's he's scored more goals this week than he did in his entire career with Genoa. Um, so I mean, he's in incredible form. So you just need to make sure that we're still. Uh, Like I said before the Juventus game all those weeks ago, I want Lazio to go into this game very positively with a you know um, uh, that that same kind of attitude of chasing them down and attacking and creating in the way that uh, and, and being brave really and, and not being like Federico said and about the the game last last uh, year. It's very frustrating when you you see these games where the team doesn't really seem to believe or be that bothered about getting result. And uh, the, these games, in terms of talking about getting Champions League qualification, th these are the games that we're going to look back on. And um, we passed the first test against Milan last week. So uh, I think if, if Immobile can get the ammunition, he's going to score goals right now. Um, so th that's, that's what it comes down to for me. I mean, we're, we're also going to concede goals. It's going to be... It's going to be 3-2. <laughs> Do you think this is already a, a match for the Champions League spot? Or it's too early to say that Lazio uh, should think it that way? Should see it that way? Shall I say that? <laughs> I think, it's, I think it's, it's too early somehow. But at the same time, um, Napoli will probably be shooting higher you know it's it's uh, it's just you know qualifying for Champions League for them at this stage is, is just minimum requirement for us it will be I don't know probably even overachieving uh, for them it will be probably normal this season maybe next season then we will see in a couple of years time but uh, so in the, at the moment I don't see it like you know a Champions League six pointer but at the same time If you want to give, like, a, as we say in Italian, a segnale to to the league, if you want to, you know, to say to the league, hello, we're here, it's it's another good chance to say that. But, you know, as Sarri today, after the Benevento game in the press conference, he said, we go into the Olympico where Juventus and Milan, they have already lost there and Lazio are playing really well. So, you know, they're aware that, you know, the, the, the Lazio are there already. So Napoli know this. All the, all, probably, you know, other people should know this. But this, this is another chance to reaffirm uh, the, 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 what Lazio are doing. We, we shouldn't forget that, you know, for the teams that are playing in, in multiple competitions, uh, you know, so in Europe and in Serie A and uh, Lazio at the moment, they are, they are the only uh, team unbeaten. Um, so, you know, it's, it's massive credit 
to, to what the team are, are doing at the moment. And uh, so this is another important test for them, to be honest, maybe for them. This is the first important test of their season. But we, we had already very important games because, you know, despite they played Nice in the Champions League playoffs, uh, I couldn't see that as, as a proper test for them. Yes, it was a very important game, but to be honest with you, it's not Juventus, it's not Milan, uh, and they play in Lazio, and that's probably the, the, the first first test this season. It's not like last season. So hopefully it's a, good, it's a different game and, uh, and the result is what uh, Alice there suggests. Even 2-1 will be good, eh? to be honest. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> if it's sending a victory, everything is good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how Napoli mm. performed because to be honest, they didn't play really well this year and they still didn't play uh, a, mm. a real mm. match you know, with a top team. Uh, you know, Benevento, it's, it's not a match. And uh, they struggle uh, against Bologna, Atalanta. So, yeah. Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah, you, I mean, they lost against Shakhtar Donetsk, who's not Real Madrid. So uh, something could be wrong there. So Lazio could be the, the right test. The, my biggest concern is how Lazio will, will get to that match because uh, maybe some of the key players are tired and they won't recover. But uh, it's going to be really important, Simone Zaghi, if he's going to be able to uh, give uh, the player, the team, uh, the confidence that uh, for the match coming in, convinced that they can win, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. And Having Parolo back there, it's very important. He's, he's an invisible player, but he's really, really important uh, because he's very good defending, he's very good when attacking, so uh, it's good to have him back in that match. Alistair, by the way, can I tell you, um, I just checked the odds <laughs> for Lazio winning 3-2. It's 21-1. to It's uh, oh, good odds. That's free money. <laughs> <laughs> free money. Um, right, everybody, every Lazio Lounge listener, <laughs> you know what to do. Um, uh, one, one last uh, point I just wanted to make about, about this game is um, just to pick up on something Federico said earlier about uh, the fact that, you know, Sarri's mentioned that Juventus and Milan have both come to the Olympico and, you know, gone away with the, their tails between their legs already this season. So this, this is... Um, you know, it would be great to have that mentality again where Lazio are a, a very difficult team to go and visit. And if we managed to beat Juventus, Milan and Napoli in the first, uh, you know, before October at the Olympico, that's going to set out a very strong message to the rest of the league that that Lazio away is a, a really bad fixture list for you, uh, a really bad thing to see on your calendar. So, um Home form, you know, everybody knows how important home form is, but it's something we've, we've struggled with so much in recent years in terms of the big teams coming to the Olympico. It's, it's not been, uh, you know, full of joy for us to, to be getting uh, three points every time. So, yeah, 3-2 win. Uh, we'll do it. Three more goals from Tiro Immobile. And, yeah. um, and I think it's important to remember that you beat... AC Milan, you beat Juventus, and if you beat Napoli, you beat all this team without Felipe Anderson and Nani. So, you know, Lazio level mm-hmm. could be even a little bit higher. 
Now, everybody will say, okay, who, who makes plays to Felipe Anderson? But that's a question for Simone Inzaghi. I still think that this team could improve, especially with all the competition with these players back. So I think it's going to be really interesting. And hopefully, as the mindset of the team have changed, now they start playing with a top team, believing they can win, which is a massive difference compared to the past season. And the one thing you forgot is we've done all this without Ravel Morrison as well. Ah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Mauricio was training last Friday with Felipe Anderson. Eh? Maybe was he? Can... Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. At Formello. Okay. I, I thought... I, <laughs> I, I thought I thought he was signing with a, uh, a Russian team. Instead, he came back, so... Mm, to haunt you. Well, to haunt us, really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we, we have to see what happened. And this is a question for you as well. Marchetti, Georgievich, even Mauricio, if you want, but Economides, mm. uh, what are they going to do? Are they going to be uh, back with they? the team or they're going to train? Well, Economides was uh, in Netherlands with the rest of the team this Thursday. But mm. the other guys, why keep them apart? I mean, if they're still here, well, use them. Maybe Georgievich, you don't need them, but Marchetti and the others, maybe? Uh, well, Marchetti, I think, is a strange story so uh, we shouldn't really talk about it for, for respect to the of the person but uh, I think he's got many off the field problems so um, it's just you know it's basically he's there but it's just like he's, he's not there so I wouldn't count on him but rest of them as you say why not I mean although it probably you know Inzaghi wants to say same commitment from everybody So if he hasn't seen the same commitment from them, it's unlikely he's going to use them anyway. So it's uh, it's down to what he saw, you know, as you say in in preseason and all that. But it's it's good. It's a good thing that you know, Economides was there in the Netherlands. Perhaps it means you know that uh, he wants him to be part of the group, and uh, it, it's it's it could be a good thing. Was he the greatest delusion of this summer? <laughs> I thought Economides. Uh, should have find a spot in the, in the team, but he never yeah. played that level, unfortunately. Yeah, it's true. If you think, if you compare uh, what was his, you know, uh, performances in, in in the academy, it's it's you know the difference is is massive. But that's exactly because you need to see, you know, players' personality, you know, as they go on, as they progress, as they grow. It's it's so important. So it's um, yeah, as you say, it's a disappointment, but uh, it's never too late for for him, especially you know, as you, as they say, age is on his side. So <laughs> he should make the most of it before it's too late. Obviously, Alistair, do you have other questions? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, okay, we're done. We yeah, we've we've covered. Well, we we got one other one from Saud who's asking us where we think Lazio can finish in Serie A and the Europa League, but I think we've already answered that in, by answering another question by mistake. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, the other one was from Facebook, Daniel Choi, just saying, Chiro, do you feel tired? Um, I hope he doesn't. I think he will fairly soon. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so otherwise, that's us for this week. Okay, 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 so 
Uh, are we going to do it next Wednesday after Napoli or? Oh, maybe. Why not? Yeah. Well, if if it's a win. <laughs> <laughs> If it's a three to win, otherwise, no. If it's a draw, we have to see it. We have to see yeah. how we feel. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay. If it's a three to win, I won't be here. I'll be out celebrating because I've just made so much money. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. We'll we'll notice if you're not there. We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you okay. very much, Federico. Thank you very much, Thank Alistair. You guys. And let's no point problem. it out that since we started this podcast lots you have been unbeaten so maybe a little <laughs> bit is all thanks to us may may long that continue yes <laughs> best uh, thing that's ever happened to the club <laughs> yeah yeah they should have give us something a price yes um, okay well, give us philip georgievich <laughs> <laughs> no no you can keep it or maybe i don't know his your, wife your, maybe his your, wife. your scottish team maybe would benefit from yeah they'll take him they'll take anyone they can get (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much guys have a nice weekend talk to them after that okay bye guys good night Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.